All right, Shabbos say good morning, good morning. Let us, let us begin. First, I want to take the opportunity, although for the last little bit we weren't doing Shara Bitochen here before Shir, but Mazel Tov to those who finished Shara Bitochen. Just yesterday, it was, uh, for, for many of us, the first time learning this Sefer in a deep and comprehensive way, and I think it was an incredibly rewarding and meaningful experience for so many of us. Um, today we are, Mirza Hashem, beginning Pirkei Avos with the parish of Rabbeinu Yonah. Actually, the first year was posted, was posted already. Um, so again, we're, we are not going to be doing that before Shir. Before Shir, we're either going to go back to Sitka Satzadik, Emir Tashem to finish up, or the truth is, there's another beautiful sefer called Bilvavi Mishkan Efna, which Emir Tashem we may start. So we're going to be doing something a little bit different at 5.45 um, in the morning, but I got a lot of pressure from the Hachzik people to uh, to continue doing Pirkei Avos. So Emir Tashem, we're going to continue doing Pirkei Avos. So again, there's a separate WhatsApp chat for that, which I think uh, many of you know about. If you want to sign up on it, again, I posted the link in the Dafyomi chat as well. And, and it's on the podcast, you know, Baruch Hashem. So just uh, a wonderful, wonderful limud, making the most of Pirkei Avos Emir Hashem in the, in the remaining summer months. I think, I think it ends, I think it ends in about uh, two months, three months, something like that. Yeah, okay, whatever it is. Anyway, so I will say, so Mazel Tov on that incredible accomplishment. Begin by thanking our sponsors for today to thank... Our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Sivan. Paul and Kathy Pollock for dedicating all of the Shi'orim and Joshua's this month. As a Zechus, for the Rufuah Shalema of Kathy's sister, Dinah Baker Matson, we hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, she, together with Kol Holy Yisrael, will have a complete and enduring Rufuah. But with that, let us begin with a lot to do today. Really great daf ahead of us today. Today's daf is daf Ches 8. We are picking up on Zayin Amud Bey's 7b. And we are picking up... Tana, um, two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve lines are from the bottom. So Tana Chada. So as I so ultimately again we have one brisa that says Hamevi get b'svino k'mevi b'arutisrael. Well, it's an interesting case. What happens if you bring a get on a boat? You bring a get on a boat. Now Rashi explains over here. If you look at the if you look at Rashi, Rashi I will say is um, it's the first of the short lines that are not in line with the rest of the lines. If you notice that, if that makes sense. Hamevi get besvina, shenichtav besvina, v'gesach adaytcha debinaros deretz Yisrael ka'amar. Shabbos says, so what happens? This is like a, it's like a get cruise. I right? say, so you sign up for the get cruise, right? It was, you got, it was a good deal. It was a good deal, right? So it was single occupancy. Right? So, 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 so what happens? So you're riding a get on a boat. You're riding a get on a boat. And the boat is traveling on the rivers of Eretz Yisrael. That's the assumption right now, that it's rivers of Eretz Yisrael. So we'll say, so the Shaila is, what's the Shaila? So is this considered to be a get written in Eretz Yisrael? Or is this a get written in Medina Sayam? Right? Is it written in Eretz Yisrael overseas? What's the Nachkamina? What's the Nachkamina? Befanei Nechtav, Befanei Nechtam. Good. So the, so, so the Gemara says, so one Brisa says, Hamevi get besina kimevi be'eretz Yisrael. So one Brisa says that if you bring a get on a boat, Ultimately, again, in the, in the waters of Eretz Yisrael, that is the equivalent of bringing a get in Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, you don't have to say, No, that a get, a get written, a get written on a boat in the waters of Eretz Yisrael, ultimately, again, has the status of a chutz la'aretz get. Okay? So we'll say two, two conflicting, two competing braces. It's not a contradiction. It's two different opinions. We'll say, listen to this. This is not a very interesting case. 
Offer chutz la'aretz haba b'svina la'aretz. So we'll say, what happens, listen to this case. If you bring dirt from chutz la'aretz to Eretz Yisrael in a boat. So what's the halacha? Chayiv b'meiser u It is chayiv on meiser and in shviyas. In other words, we'll say, so any produce that grows in that dirt, once the dirt arrives in the waters of Eretz Yisrael, has the status of Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, again, the produce will be chayiv and shumas and maestros. Rabbi Amr, Rabbi Yehud, Rabbi, this is one second. That's only true. Bizman, Eimah, when is that true? Bizman, Shasvina, Goshashas. That's only when the boat, we'll say Goshashas means that the boat is hitting up against the riverbed. Right, the riverbed. Goshashas, right, that it's running up against dry land. Avalina, Sina, Goshashas. But if the boat ultimately is not running up against dry land, putter. Ultimately, again, the produce that grows in that soil is potter. So we'll say, so what's the machlokis over here? The Rabbanon, the Rabbanon hold that once you're in the waters of Eretz Yisrael, that's Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, again, the dirt that was transported from Chutzlar to Eretz Yisrael is now Eretz Yisrael dirt. It's now Eretz Yisrael dirt. We'll, we'll, see, we'll see the Svarah. We'll see the Svarah. We'll see the Svarah. So we'll say, so that's what they hold. Therefore, Allah Chalamaisa, that's called Eretz Yisrael dirt. That's called Eretz Yisrael dirt. So the Gemara says, did I not turn it on? Okay, thank you, thank you. So I'll say that, that, that's called, thank you, that's called Eretz Yisrael dirt, right? So the, Rabbi Huda, on the other hand, holds that Allah said, no, 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 water is not called Eretz Yisrael. What's called Eretz Yisrael? Land. So if you're in the boat, as long as the boat runs up against dry land, that is going to be absolutely fine. Good. So the Gemara says as follows. So I'll say that's the reconciliation of the two brises. The original Gemara says, good. Abai Amar, Havaha Rabbi Hudi. The truth is, both prices could be Rabbi Huda. So the Gemara, Velo Kashio, Kan Bizman Shenasina Gosheshes, Kan Bizman Shenasina Gosheshes. It could be Rabbi Osai, that Allah Almighty said, we discount the view of the Rabbanon. And being in the waters of Eretz Yisrael is not like being in Eretz Yisrael. It's not like being in Eretz Yisrael. Right? Rather, against so the Brisa that says, the Brisa that says that riding a get on a boat, in the water is like riding it in Eretz Yisrael. That's when the boat essentially again has, you know, is running up. What's the word? There's a word for it. Not that, not that. Gosheshes means it's hitting against the riverbed. But not grounded that it's like embedded. It, it. Okay, hitting against the riverbed. I thought that there was, no, I was going to say like running ashore, but it's not, it's not, that's not the, that's not the imagery. In other words, it's not the pshat that like the boat is washing up on the shore. This is like when the boat is in shallow enough water that essentially it's hitting, it's hitting the ground. Okay, whatever, right? It's, it's hitting the ground. So therefore, what's the most to suggest? So remember, we wanted to see maybe the price reflects, two, the two prices reflect two opinions, Rabbi Hud and Rabbanon. The Rabbanon are of the opinion that as long as a boat is in waters of Eretz Yisrael, then ultimately, again, that is enough. That is enough. We'll see what the logic of that is. Rabbi Huda, on the other hand, holds that halach halamaysa, it has to be hitting the ground. The Gemara then says, no, maybe the two prices both affect Rabbi Huda. The price that says that when you ride a get in a boat in the waters of Eretz Yisrael, it's like Eretz Yisrael, that's Goshashas. That's right. We'll say Gosheshes is like Dover Gush, like a thick, right? That, that's running against the ground. Running against the ground. The Brysa that says that riding a get on a boat in Eretz Yisrael is not like Eretz Yisrael. That's ultimately, again, when it's not running, hitting against the ground. Good. So the Gemara goes weiter. The Gemara says, I'm not saying that, but it's another interesting case that's an application of this previous Machlokis as well. 
this is great. What happens if you have a perforated pot? So if you can imagine, you have soil in a pot, you have soil in a pot, and now what happens? The pot is sitting on a stand. You just have to imagine, sitting on a stand. There are perforations on the bottom of the pot. So now the Gemara says, listen to this. We have now, this is, will effectively be the same machlokis rabbi in the Rabbanon. How so? say, watch this. Look at the last Rashi in the daf. What did the Rabbanon hold? Let's take a step back. What did the Rabbanon hold? If you transport dirt from Eretz Yisrael, from Chutz Laaretz, you bring it to Eretz Yisrael, right now you're in the territorial waters of Eretz Yisrael. Produce grows in that dirt. According to the Rabbanon, what's the halacha? What's the halacha? Chayiv and Shumas and Maestros. Why? Because the Rabbanon hold once you're in the waters of Eretz Yisrael, you're in Eretz Yisrael. What do you see according to the Rabbanon? That to be in Eretz Yisrael, or to be part of Eretz Yisrael, you do not have to be situated on the ground, on the earth of Eretz Yisrael. You just have to even be within the airspace of Eretz Yisrael. So therefore, again, the water is within the airspace of Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, halacha l'maisa, again, an atzitz of a perforated flower pot, that is produce that grows in it is considered to go ahead and get its nourishment from the earth. It's just like it's sitting on the ground itself. And therefore, Allah Chalamaisa, Chayiv in whatever Chumas and Maisros. The Gemara says, conversely, Rashi says, Rabbi Huda, Lo Mechayiv in Maisros Midaraisa, Adaman Cha'ar. What did Rabbi Huda say? Rabbi Huda said, if you ride a get on a boat, or for that matter, if you bring, if you bring earth from Chutz Laaretz and you plant produce in it, the only time that produce is chayv and shumas and maizos, or the get is considered to be in Eretz Yisrael is when? Goshashas. That's the word to always remember, Goshashas. It's running aground. It's running aground. It's hitting the ground. So Rabbi Yehuda would hold that a perforated flower pot, ultimately again, that would not be chayv, that which grows in it, would not be chayv and shumas and maizos. To which the Gemara says, by the way, Amar Rav Lohi. No, no, no. Leave that aside. The truth is, don't, you cannot necessarily apply the previous machloksim to this one. How so? So we say, listen to this. Rabbi Huda would say like this. Rabbi Huda would say, the reason why I feel, I feel that ultimately, again, that the boat needs to kind of hit up against land is because a boat, by definition, is mobile. So because it's mobile, until it hits up against land, Goshashas, it can't be considered to be an Eretz Yisrael. But a Otzitz, right? But the flower pot, which essentially is stationary, maybe even Rabbi Yehuda would agree that as long as it's perforated, it's considered as if it's sitting on the ground itself. And therefore, any produce which grows within it, ultimately, again, should be chayif. Take a look, right, fine. So the words, Inami, the other possibility is, Ad kanukam rabbanon hasam ela besina, Let's take a step back for just a moment. What was the svara? What was the svara of the Rabbanon? Ultimately, again, to say that either a get written in a boat, right, in the waters of Eretz Yisrael, is like it's written in Eretz Yisrael, or for that matter, again, earth transported from Chutzlarz to Eretz Yisrael, and something in the now it's in the waters of Eretz Yisrael, something grows in it that it should be had like Eretz Yisrael produce. What's the logic? That water. Is like Arasmichta. We'll say, what is water? This is interesting. What is water? Water is land. <laughs> I know. Only Jews could say such a thing like that, right? Well, what's water? Water is land. In other words, 
water is considered to be like thick earth. In other words, you have, you have the riverbed, you have the riverbed, and we view the water just as like thick earth extending all the way up. So there's a direct connection to the earth of Eretz Yisrael. However, but a perforated flower pot, right? The perforated pot, I keep saying flower pot, it doesn't mean a flower pot. Perforated pot, ultimately, again, where there is clearly a division, right? Ultimately, again, there's the earth down here and there's the flower pot up here. Maybe the Rabbanon would not agree and to say that the flower pot is as if it's at rest on the earth. So bottom line, what the Gemara just says, what Rabbi just says is, don't link the cases. Cases are not necessarily linked at all. So we'll say, bottom line, what we are left with, what we are left with, ultimately, again, is the case of the get being written in the boat in Eretz Yisrael. So we'll say, so I just mentioned, both the Shukhan and the Rabbah passing the same way, that if you have a get being written in a boat in Eretz Yisrael, the only time that that get is considered to be an Eretz Yisrael get is like Rabbi Huda, namely Goshashas. Goshashas, right? The boat, again, I will say, it doesn't have to be the mean that the boat is, is, is run aground, but rather what it means is the boat is at least in shallow enough waters where it's coming in contact with the ground. So there has to be contact between the boat and the actual earth of Eretz Yisrael for that get to be considered an Eretz Yisrael get. That's how we pass it. Good. I'm sorry? Does the anchor count? No, it sounds like the boat itself has to actually be running aground. Okay, so let's go back there. Says Gimar. But I will say, I know, Emir Tashem, to actually, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, Emir Tashem, we get, we get to a new Mishnah. So Emir Tashem, we're going to use that, that stop at the Mishnah to catch up on all of our halachalamais that we have to do. Specifically, again, focusing on the halachos of when and when, when do I need Bafane Nechta or Bafane Nechta? So just, I haven't forgotten about that. Emir Tashem, I know it's been a little while since we've done Rambam. We're going we're to get into that tomorrow. Good, let's go back there. Says the Gimar. Says the Gemara, Rav Nachman bar Yitzchak Amar, Benaros Tiaretz Yisrael Kuli Ama Lo Pligi. Supposed to listen to this. So let's take a step back. When talking about the rivers of Eretz Yisrael, everyone agrees that the rivers are Eretz Yisrael. So others will say, for example, for example, right? If uh, if you have a boat on the uh, Yarkon River, right in Eretz Yisrael, right, right by in Tel Aviv, right by Tel Aviv, right? You go, you go on the Yarkon River. So we'll say. So every, everyone agrees, of course, that's Eretz Yisrael. And I was going to say, why is it Eretz Yisrael? Why is it Eretz Yisrael? It's landlocked. In other words, this, just to be clear, what Rabbi, what, what, what Rabbi wants to say is, this is not a din in water. It's not a din in water. So for example, if you have a river, if you have a river that ultimately clearly is within the territorial borders of Eretz Yisrael, everyone will agree that if you go on a, right, you, you go on a riverboat to write a get, Right? That is certainly an Eretz Yisrael get. Right? That, that, that's not the Machlokis. We'll say, watch this. So what is the Machlokis? We'll say, what's the Machlokis? Writing a get where? On the Mediterranean. That, that's, that's, going to be, that's going to be the Machlokis. So the Gemara says, so the Gemara says, listen to this. Keep the Gemara says, we'll say, what is considered to be the boundaries of Eretz Yisrael? And what are the boundaries of So I put out on the chat, put out on the chat, so the, uh, the Koran Gemara, the Steinsatz Gemara, has a good image of these, uh, of these images. We're, we're not really going to delve into the geography, but you can access the image a little bit to kind of get a better perspective as to what the Gemara is talking about. So I'll say, so watch this. Ezu Eretz Yisrael, Ezu Chutzlarz. What is Eretz Yisrael? And what is Chutzlarz? 
So both say, so essentially we look at Ture Amnon, right? The um, right the unknown mountain range. And you can see actually I'll just uh, let me pull it up over here as well. Um, good. So also you could see if you're looking in the image that I that I sent out, so you could see over here it's in the left hand image where you see Ture Amnon. Ture Amnon. So also you can see it again all the way on the north of Eretz Yisrael. So there's a mountain range there, the Ture Amnon mountain range. So what are the borders of Eretz Yisrael? So from the Ture mountain, from the peaks of the Ture mountain, from the peaks of the Ture Amnon range and sloping inward, that's Eretz Yisrael. So but from the Ture Amnon range, and obviously from the peak, we'll call it sloping out. Ultimately, again, that is Chutz Laris. Now, now, that's the first part. Hanosin Shebayam. What about, what about islands? What about islands that are in the Mediterranean? Ultimately, again, are they part of Eretz Yisrael or not? Rowan Osan, Kilu Chut Matuach Alehem, Miture Amnon Ad Nachal Mitzrayim. We go ahead and we view, we'll say, an imaginary line from Ture Amnon till Nachal Mitzrayim. So we'll say, that's the image there. You can look at it. You can see that, that dotted line, that dotted line that goes in the Mediterranean. Ultimately, again, that's the border. That's the border. So we'll say, so essentially you see what we're doing over here? We're just drawing a line between the two land borders of Eretz Yisrael. So Ture Amnon and Nachal Mitzrayim. And kind of anything within that line in the Mediterranean is Eretz Yisrael. Anything outside of that line is Chutz Laaretz, is Medina Sayam. So from the from the imaginary dotted line on the inside is is Eretz Yisrael. So minachot minachot from the dotted line outside ultimately is going to be chutz laaretz. Okay, so we'll say so. This is interesting. So therefore, what you see according to this approach is that halacha only the part of the Mediterranean that essentially that essentially run that essentially is encompassed between the imaginary lines between the land borders is Eretz Yisrael. Anything outside of that area ultimately is going to be is going to be is going to be chutz laaretz. So the Gemara says as follows. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda, this is incredible. So Rabbi Huda, Omer, Kol Shekineged Eretz Yisrael, Harehu Ke Eretz Yisrael. We'll say so. Rabbi Huda is actually of the opinion that Halacha Lamaisa, that Halacha Lamaisa, any part of the Mediterranean opposite Eretz Yisrael is like Eretz Yisrael. So I will say just to show you what this means. Take a look at Rashi. So Rashi is in the second wide line. Rabbi Huda, not of the widest lines, the intermediate lines. Rabbi Huda Omer, Kolayam Shekineged Avir Shel Eretz Yisrael, Vafilu Ad Okainus Lemarav Shubasofa Olam Harik Eretz Yisrael. It will say the entire Mediterranean Sea, opposite the land borders of Eretz Yisrael. He says as far as the Atlantic Ocean, right? Oh, and that that entire area ultimately belongs to Eretz Yisrael. Belongs to Eretz Yisrael. He says, Shubis of Olam, Harikar Soshinemar, Yamagodl, Gvul Hai, Ugvul Kra, Yiseru. So we'll say, so again. So we'll say, this is pretty dramatic. Pretty dramatic. So we'll say, just want to point out just, just the differences of opinions over here. Right? Ultimately, again, so the first opinion saying that essentially we look at the land borders of Eretz Yisrael, the north south borders, or the east west borders. Right? So we have Ture Amnon, Nachal Mitzrayim, 
draw your imaginary line down there. Whatever part of the Mediterranean is encompassed in that, that's Eretz Yisrael. Outside of that land, that's not Eretz Yisrael. Who is saying no, 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 no. The border of Eretz Yisrael and the Mediterranean is the entire Mediterranean that runs opposite the land, the actual physical land of Eretz Yisrael, as far out as it goes. Rashi Gemara says, Shneimar Ugvul Yam Vayalachem Hayam Agadol Ugvul Zeyalachem Gvul Yam. Incredible. So I say. So ultimately, again, so he understands from the pasuk in Bamidbar Ugvul Yam, right? The boundary of the sea. Vayalachem Hayam Agadol Ugvul Ze. Now, what is the Gvul Yam? What is the boundary of the sea? The entire Mediterranean opposite the land borders of Eretz Yisrael. It's incredible. Now, here's the difference. So, remember, that, that, that works. So, essentially, therefore, any islands, any islands in that area will also be considered to be like Eretz Yisrael. Any islands on the side, on the side means they're in the Mediterranean, but they're not opposite the direct land borders of Eretz Yisrael, Rowan Osan Ki Iluchot Matuach Aleim, Mi Kafluria Vaadyam Okainos, Omi Nacham Mitzrayim Vaadyam Okainos. So I will say, same idea. What we're doing is we're now drawing this imaginary line, Minachot Felifnim Eretz Yisrael. Ultimately, again, from the, from literally from the imaginary line on the inside of Eretz Yisrael, Minachot Velachotz Chotz Laaretz. Ultimately, again, from the Imaginary line and outside is Chutz Laaretz. So for Rabbanon, hi, so we'll say, so I'll just point out, by the way, to see if she has incredible, we'll say one of, the, one of the big maritime disputes in current day geopolitics, right, is Israeli drilling for gas, right, Israel drilling for gas in the Mediterranean. So we'll say, just want to point out, it's Mefuru Shigimar Mesechus Gin, right, Rabbi Huda holds, it's ours, right, it's ours all the way until the Atlantic. So just pointing out, again, it's always interesting to figure out, to figure out like maritime rights in large bodies of water. And here you see just a dramatic machlokas. According to the first opinion, there's really only a very small part of the Mediterranean that's considered to be Eretz Yisrael. It's going to be Eretz Yisrael. According to Rabbi Huda, it's the entire Mediterranean opposite the land of Israel that is the boundary of Eretz Yisrael. So it's, it's, it's a pretty dramatic idea. So the goes back to Rabbanon, Hai Ugvul, my Avdiya. So what did the Rabbanon do with the passage of Rabbi Huda? Ultimately, you know, we'll say the Rabbana used it to say that islands that are within the boundaries of the Mediterranean ultimately, again, are parts of Eretz Yisrael. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, you don't need a passage for that. That's obvious. In other words, if the body of water is in the territorial area of Eretz Yisrael, then what? Then what? Certainly any islands that are within that body of water are certainly parts of Eretz Yisrael as well. Okay, incredible. So we'll say, I just want to point out the only reason this is coming up, right? What, just, it's always sometimes good like to kind of trace our train of thought over here. So why is this here? This is all here because Hamevi get Pesina, right? That, that's where we got into this. You're riding a get in a boat, right? Again, in, we, we assumed it was the waters of Eretz Yisrael. So I'll say, so now again, once, once that happened, trying to figure out what are the waters of Eretz Yisrael. Good. So I'll say, so just two points, really three, well, two points to ponder. Number one, everyone agrees that if you're riding a get on a boat, in a landlocked river of Eretz Yisrael, then of course, that is an Eretz Yisrael get. Therefore, Bafani Nechtam, Bafani Nechtam is no longer, is no longer needed. Now, say, so everyone also agrees that if you wrote a get on a boat in Chutz Laaretz, and the boat comes into Eretz Yisrael, that's a Chutz Laaretz get, and therefore will require Bafani Nechtam, Bafani Nechtam. What's the Machlokes case? You write a get, essentially, on a boat in the Mediterranean. 
in the Mediterranean. That's our Machlokis case. Rabbi Baron say, as long as you're within the territorial borders of Eretz Yisrael, it's an Eretz Yisrael get. Rabbi Huda says, you need Goshashas. You need Goshashas. You need to be coming up on land in that boat. And again, as we mentioned before, the Rambam, Paskins like Rabbi Huda, requires Goshashas. Incredible. Let's go weiter. So we'll say, so listen, very interesting case. Now, Rabbi Meir says, Ako is like Eretz Yisrael. Now remember, we had a machlokis in the, in, the, in the Mishnah, right? Remember, the Mishnah outlined the borders of Eretz Yisrael for Gittin purposes. Remember, as we already saw in yesterday's daf, the borders for Eretz Yisrael for Gittin are not necessarily the territorial borders, ultimately, again, for Eretz Yisrael. For example, yesterday's daf, we saw that, in fact, there's a city of Kaziv, right? And Kaziv was even more north than, than Akko. In any event, what the Mishnah was telling us was that Allah for Gittin purposes, Akko is the northernmost border. The Rabban Tanakama held Akko itself was considered like Chutzlaretz. Right? Mary held that Akko was considered to be like Eretz Yisrael. So we'll say, watch this. Now we're going into a different topic based on this. Listen to this. We'll say, what happens if a person goes ahead and, and sells his servant to Surya? Now we'll say, What's Surya? So Surya, Syria, right? In other words, the, an, an, a land north of Eretz Yisrael, a land north of Eretz Yisrael. And I will say, we're going to see why this is complicated in just a moment. Somebody sells his Evet to Surya. Is that considered like a person has sold their Evet? To Chutzlaretz or not? Now we'll say, what's going on over here? Take a look at Rashi. We'll see Rashi's three lines down into, uh, actually, let's just do it like this. Six lines up from the bottom of the page. Surya. He Aram Sova. Surya is also known as Aram Sova. The Kivsha David Vosifal Now we'll say, here we go. David Amelech conquered Surya. Conquered Surya. So I will say, so now we're going to talk about this later on, but the conquering of Surya was what's called the Kibush Yachid. David, this was not a Melchemist Mitzvah. This was a war that David Amalek decided to wage on his own, right? Why did he decide to wage it on his own? To expand the territorial borders of Eretz Yisrael. That's why he did it. That's why he did it. So we're going to say, we'll say that there's a difference between a kibush rabbin versus a kibush yachid, a war that is waged. Let's say again with the Sanhedrin, right? Because Baruch Hu commands us to go to war. That, those types of war, and if we annex area, that area most definitely becomes part of Eretz Yisrael proper. The Shaila is when you annex land based on kibush yachid, individual conquest, does that become part of actual territorial Eretz Yisrael from like a Kedusha perspective as well? So this is the ongoing Machlok. So David Melech conquers Surya, Aram Sova, and he, he adds it on to Eretz Yisrael. So we'll say, so now here's the Shaila. Rashi says, Kimocher Kichutzlaretz. Rashi says, Utran the Kamon, Hamocher Avdo the Chutzlaretz. We'll say, we're going to see something incredibly amazing. If you sell your servant, if you sell your, right, if you sell your servant to Chutzlaretz, so we'll say, imagine for a moment again, I have a servant, I have an Eved, I sell him to Chutzlaretz. What's the halacha? Yatzel Cheros. We'll say, we're going to see he immediately goes free. He immediately goes free. Dikan Sinon Lelokeach. So we'll say, what, a, what a profound statement. So there's a penalty. You're not allowed to go ahead and sell your slave from Eretz Yisrael to Chutzlaretz. And if you do so, if you do so, you're depriving him of the performance of certain mitzvos. The penalty for that is, he goes free. He goes free. That's the penalty. So we'll say again, why that is, how that works, we're going to talk about it later, Sugya. But here's, here's our Shailah. 
What happens if I sell my Eved? I live in Eretz Yisrael. Levan shall be zolchem yirtz Hashem. I live in Eretz Yisrael. I sell my Eved now to someone in, in Aram Tzov, in Surya. In Surya. So once again, what's Surya? What's Surya? Conquered by David HaMelech, annexed to Eretz, Yisrael, to Eretz Yisrael. So is that considered as if I have sold my Eved to Chutzla Aretz or not? Samoch Abdul Surya, Kimoch Ebu Chutzla Aretz, Dami Olo. So we learn this. Rameer Omer Ka'ako carries to Lagitin. Rameer said, Ako is like Eretz Yisrael for Gitin. Lagitin in La'avadim lo. But so what do you see from here? That according, even according to Rabbi Meir, for all other matters, Ako was considered to be in Chutzlaretz. Right? Even Rabbi Meir was only, was only saying Ako is like Eretz Yisrael for Gitin. But certainly again, for other matters, Ako was treated like Chutzlaretz. The Choshekin Surya Demerach Kutuf. And well, the more so Surya, which about says what? Even more north than Akko. So it sounds like what the Gemara is saying over here is that Allah if even though Surya was annexed by David Amalek, if one did sell their Eved from Eretz Yisrael to Surya, ultimately again that's the equivalent of selling to Chutzlaris, and the penalty would be that the Eved goes free. Incredible. So the Gemara goes back to Bosse. Now that we start talking about Surya, it's always exciting that the Gemara goes on these tangents. So turn around, Bishlosha Drachim, Shavsa Surya the Eretz Yisrael, Ubishlosha the Chutzar. So Bosse, there are three ways, three ways in which Surya is like Eretz Yisrael, and three ways in which it is like Chutzlaris. So Bosse, here we go. Afra Tamei ki Chutzlaris. So number one, number one, the earth of Surya is Tamei like Chutzar. So Bosse, we've seen this many times before. There is rabbinic tuma upon the earth of Chutzlaretz, right? What, what, what was that based on? What was that based on? A concern of unmarked graves, unmarked graves. So there is rabbinic tuma on Chutzlaretz, right? You step foot into Chutzlaretz by definition, you're tamei. So number one, the same way that the earth of Chutzlaretz is tamei, ultimately again the earth of Surya is tamei. Right? If you go ahead and you sell your servant to Surya, it's as if you went ahead and sold him to Chutzlarz. Therefore, what? He goes free. And lastly, Hamevi get me Surya, Kamevi Michol. We'll say, if you go ahead and you bring a get from Surya, that's bringing from Chutzlarz, from Medina Sayam. And therefore, what do you have to do? What do you have to do? Befanai Nechtav, Ubefanai Nechtam. Good. So we'll say, those are the three ways in which Surya is like Chutzlarz. Ubeshlosh Le'eret Yisrael. But there are another three ways in which Surya is like Eretz Yisrael. How so? Number one, right? Chayeves b'maiser b'shviyas. Eretz Yisrael is very interesting. In Surya, you are obligated to observe Shemitah and obligated to tithe. Very interesting. And I will say, obviously, it must be the Dirabonon, right? It must be the Dirabonon, because obviously, if the first three things are true, in other words, that if Allah Chalamaisa, it's soil is and number two, you bring a get, ultimately, I'm sorry, soil is you sell your servant there, he goes free. Ultimately, you bring a get there, so find out to find that obviously means the Midaraisa, it's Chutzlaretz. So when we say that it's Chayv and Shemitah, and Chayv and Shemitah, and, and Shemus and Maestros, it must be we'll talk about this. This is inherently contradictory. It says, literally, if you want to come in there, if you want to come into Surya in a state of ritual purity, you can. You can. And I will say, the reason why, why, why does that not seem to make that much sense? Because what did we just say before? That when you go into Surya, it's like entering into Chutzlaris. What happens after you enter into Chutzlaris? What happens? Tumah. Okay, so we'll discuss it in just a moment. Vakona, Vakona b'Surya, Kekona, Kekona 
Right? And if you go ahead and you purchase, and you purchase ultimately again land in Surya, it's as if you are purchasing land in. Oh, I just realized I wanted to share something with you. Okay, if we have time. Um, it, it's, it's Kilu, you are purchasing it in the provinces of Yerushalayim. Provinces of Yerushalayim. Good, okay, we'll, we'll come back to this in a moment. Fine, so we'll say, so three things, right? So three, so three things. So three ways, let's go through this again. Three ways in which, in which Surya is not, is like, is not like Eretz. So number one, it's earth is tummy. Number two, if you sell an Evet to Surya, it goes free. Number three, if you bring a get from Surya, say, three ways in which Surya is like Eretz Yisrael. Number one, it's Chayiv in Maeser and Shemitah. Number two, if you want to go in there in Tara, you can go there in Tara. Number three, if you buy a field in Surya, that is the equivalent to buying a field in the provinces of Yerushalayim. Okay, so I will say, now let's analyze. Let's analyze. Here we go. So it says the Gemara. Let's go through, let's go through the three in which it is like Eretz Yisrael. Chayeves b'Maeser u'B'Shvius. So I will say, ultimately, again, it's Chayiv in Meiser and Shias, right? Karet Yisrael. Why? Kasavar, Kibush Yachid, Shmei Kibush. Ultimately, again, he holds, because this opinion holds that Allah Chalamaisa, the conquering of an individual, right? Kibush, I mentioned this before. Kibush Yachid means that the conquering done by an individual, as opposed to by the nation, is still considered to be a legitimate conquering. Look at Rashi, Kibush Yachid, the David. So we'll say, this is an interesting distinction. So for example, when Yoshua comes into Eretz Yisrael, right, beginning of Sefer Yosh, and conquers the land, so we'll say, that was a national endeavor. Not only did the entire nation participate, but remember again, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is involved, the Navi is involved, right, the Kohen Gadol is involved, it's a national endeavor. So Rashi says over here, by by Kibushah, the Davish Law Hayoka you saw Biakar, Kidar Shay Bikibushua, Shah Shahayu Kulam, the Kibshua Litzorek called Israel, called him Chaluka. So remember again by Yoshua, we'll say why are they conquering the land? Why are they conquering the land? Because this is the very land that Am Yisrael is going to inha- going to inhabit. Right? This, this is our primary national domicile. He says about David, Lokavish El Litzarcho. Why did David Amalekh go ahead and do this? Why did he conquer? Why did he conquer Surya? Why? Why? He wanted to. He wanted to. And everyone say, now again, remember, that's not an illegitimate reason. J- just to point out, right, the king does have the power to wage wars. So the again, if he wants to expand the territorial borders of Eretz Yisrael, either for security or for commerce, for taxes, for, for all. So again, that's a strategic decision that the king has the ability to make. Again, he can't go rogue. He still has to ask permission before going out to war. But Lamaisa, again, that's a strategic decision that he can make. But understand that when you conquer, when you conquer land for your own needs, so to speak, and not for Am Yisrael, it doesn't necessarily become Eretz Yisrael. So I'll say, so, but let's take a step back. So obviously, if you're going to say, if you're going to say, that Allah so that Surya is Chayim and Shumas Amaisras, that must mean that Kibush Yachid Shmei Kibush. That ultimately, again, the conquering of an individual is called conquering. Now, I will say, now I want to point out something very interesting. Obviously, what they're saying when they say over here, Kibush Yachid Shmei Kibush, it must mean Midrabanon, right? In other words, it can't be that, that like, legitimately it's Eretz Yisrael. Because I also remember, again, if Surya is totally, uh, totally Eretz Yisrael, then what? Then what? 
then the mice of the first three can't be true. So what you really begin to see, what you really begin to see, is in essence, kibush yachid lo shmei kibush. Oh, well, well, well actually, let, let, let's finish this first. We'll come back to this in just a moment. So I'll say, in any event, the point is, the conquering of an individual at least give, endows the area with some level of Eretz Yisrael identity. Therefore, it's going to be chayv and shumas and maestros. Next. Three lines down. If a person wants to enter into Surya in a state of Tara, they have the ability to do so. So the Gemara notes the inherent contradiction. How does that work? But you just said before that what? You just said before that the earth of Surya is Tame, just like the earth of, of, of Chutzlaretz, of Medina Sayam. So I don't understand. How does that stem? You said before, you said before, if you walk into Surya, you become Tame with Rabbanon. And now you're saying that if you want to enter in there in a state of Tara, you can do so. To which the Gemara says, it's not a problem. Beshida Teva Omigdal. So this is very interesting. You can enter in, literally what's Beshida Teva Omigdal, ultimately means like a, like a cabinet, a trunk, or a closet. In other words, that if you enter into Surya in a box, right, essentially in a box, right? So now, by the way, it's not so crazy. It can just mean a wagon. Right, or an airplane, right? So in other words, so right, you enter, into, enter in, in a box, then Allah say you don't contract Tumah. Now I'll say, now watch this. The Sanya is fascinating. Hanichnas, Hanichnas, as Rashi points out over here, I'm being transported in the airspace of, of, of Chutzlaretz, or I should say of, of Surya, and ultimately again, not on the ground. The Sanya, but listen to this, the Sanya. If one goes ahead and enters into Chutzlaretz, Bishida Teva Umigdal, even in a box, right in a box, Rebbe Mitame, Rebbe says I'm Tame, Rebbe Yosi Rebbe Huda Mitar, Rebbe Yosi Rebbe Huda says that I'm, that I'm Tar. Rebbe say, now watch this, watch this. Rebbe says I'm Tame, why? Because Avir, because ultimately airspace of Chutzlaretz also is Mitame. I, what about the fact that effectively I'm in an ohel, right? I'm in, I'm, right? I'm in a structure. Rebbe holds ohel zrok lo ohel. Rebbe holds that a movable structure is not considered to be a barrier. It's not considered to be a legitimate halak structure. Rashi says this over here. Rebbe metame kasavar ohel zrok lo ohel. He holds that a movable, a movable, literally a movable tent is not considered to be a tent, i.e. it's not a barrier. Watch this. So now I'm being transported, let's say in a, in a, in a, in a, yeah, there's no, there's no good case over here, right? And like a wagon in a box, right? So the nice again, Rebbe will say that I become Tame as soon as I enter into Chutzlaretz. Why? Because in Chutzlaretz, even the airspace is Metame. A movable, unmovable Ohel is not considered to be a proper structure so as to serve as a barrier to Tumah. Now watch this. So the Gemara says, Now even Rebbe will hold that this is only a problem in Chutzlaretz proper. Because you're both saying Chutzlaretz, the Rabbinic Tumah is both on the earth as well as what? On the airspace. This is fascinating. So on Surya, right, on Surya and on Silva, Chazal only were gozer on the earth, not on, not on the airspace. Not on the airspace. So I would say, so absolutely fascinating. So therefore on Surya, on Surya, again, 
It's, that's, what, that's what it means, by the way, when it's Sinaros and Alec can reconcile the two. So in the first part, when it was saying how Surya is different from Eretz Yisrael, so if you go into Surya and you walk on the ground of Eretz Surya, what's Talach, huh? You are rabbinically Tomei. I, but what about in the second three things where you're comparing to Eretz Yisrael? So one of the ways in which you compare it is what? That you could enter it in Tara. So I understand, how can you enter into Surya without contracting Toma? How can you do that? Don't step foot on the ground. Enter into the airspace. If you enter into the airspace, so if you are transported in a box, ultimately again, and not on the ground, halach lamaisi, you would not contract tumah. Fascinating. And we'll say, look at this last one. Vakonis sada besurya, kekona bepara'ari yushalayim. So this is interesting. And if you buy a field in Surya, it's as if you're going ahead and buying it in the provinces of Yushalayim. What does this mean? And we'll say, this is fascinating. Lamai hilchasah. What, what exactly is the ramification of that? Get ready for this. Amr of Sheshes Lomar, Shekosvin alav ono vafilu b'Shabbos. And we'll say what it means is, you can write a document of sale for it, even on Shabbos. Wow. That if you want to buy land in Surya, if you want to buy land in Surya, right, and there is a deal to be made, you could even write that document on Shabbos. Why, Bosa? Why? Because buying land in Surya is like buying land in Israel. Which the Gemara says, B'Shabbos? Really? You're allowed to write up a document to purchase land in Surya. In order, even if Surya is like Eretz Yisrael, you're allowed to go ahead and write up a document to purchase land in Eretz Yisrael on Shabbos. Kedam Rabbah says, it says, Kedam Rabbah, Omer la'ovid kochavim va'oseh. Oh. He'll say, what's the case? What's the case? You could instruct a non-Jew to write up a document of sale to purchase land in Eretz Yisrael on Shabbos. Ha'chanami, Omer la'ovid kochavim va'oseh. So what's what Digmar is saying is like this. If there is a deal, say, this is actually a fa- again, this is actually a fascinating halacha, but essentially what Digmar is saying is like this. If there is land, if there is land to be had, right? You have the opportunity to buy land in Eretz Yisrael. And there is a significant concern that if you wait until after Shabbos, that land is not going to be there. You can go ahead and ask a non-Jew to go ahead and draft a bill of sale on your behalf in order to seal that deal. What the Gemara says over here is the same way that that applies to quote-unquote the provinces of Yerushalayim, it applies to Surya as well, telling me that Surya is in fact, Surya is in fact part of Eretz Yisrael. The Gemara says, one second, and we'll say, but one second, it's telling a non-Jew, right, we, we did this extensively in Smichas Chavar, instructing a non-Jew to do Malacha, we'll say, is a Shavos. We'll say, what does it mean a Shavos? A Dirabanon. Right, midah oraisa, midah oraisa on a biblical level. I, the Jew, can't do malacha. Right, midah oraisa. Can I instruct a non-Jew to do malacha on my behalf? Midah oraisa. Yeah, Chazal said, no, you can't. You can't ask a non-Jew. You can't ask a Gentile to do malacha for you. Anything you can't do yourself on Shabbos, you can't instruct a non-Jew to do on Shabbos. I. So one second, how can I instruct a non-Jew to write up this document? So the Gemara says, Mishum Yishuv Eretz Yisrael. What a gemara, we'll say. So remember again, instructing a non-Jew to do malacha is an isr dirabana, a rabbinic prohibition. So essentially what Chazal said, said is for the sake of inhabiting the land of Israel, ultimately again, they were not gozer in this case. So when it comes to Yishuv Eretz when it comes to inhabiting Eretz purchasing land in Eretz Yisrael, ultimately again, the rabbinic prohibition of instructing a non-Jew to do malacha does not apply. And therefore again, I will say, if there's an opportunity to buy land in Eretz Yisrael on Shabbos, I can actively instruct a non-Jew to write up that bill of sale. This is all assuming it can't wait till after Shabbos. And the Gemara says in the same way that ultimately, again, you could do that in Eretz Yisrael, you could also go ahead and do that in Surya, which tells me what there was like, which tells me that Halakha Lama Surya is part of Eretz Yisrael.
So I will say, there is, a, there is a beautiful, beautiful idea that I saw brought down in the name, I forgot just to print it out, in the Likuti Imre Chaim, the Vision of Tzareba. And the Vision of Tzareba says, so I will say, so many opinions, well, well, we're not getting into the Halacha Lameisa right here, but many opinions, the, the fundamental Machlokis is, do we say Kibush Yachet Shmei Kibush or Lo Shmei Kibush? Ultimately, again, does literally, Kibush Yachet means the conquering of an individual, does it go ahead? Is that called conquering or not? So listen to the words of the Rebbe. The Rebbe says, the Rebbe says, so the majority of Poskim actually Paskin, Kibush Yachid, Lo Shmei Kibush. Conquering of an individual or by an individual, ultimately again, is not called conquering. So the Rebbe says something so beautiful. He says, Mi Shekovesh umashtim rak es atzmo. A person who only spends his life conquering himself, just working on himself, working on himself, but he doesn't go ahead, but he doesn't what? And I will say, he doesn't pay attention to helping his family, or he doesn't pay attention to helping his neighbor, or to helping his community, helping his people. Ultimately, again, That's not called conquering. That's not called conquering, I will say. If my whole life is kibush yachid, if all I'm doing in life ultimately again is just focusing on myself, bless you. Yeah, focusing on my own growth, but all I'm doing is focusing on me. And I'm not figuring out how to make a difference in the lives of those around me. Lo kibush. That's, that doesn't create kiddusha. That doesn't really go ahead. That's not called conquering. Real kibush, Rabbi is when you do kibush, when you conquer on behalf of the cloud. You do what's good for you. You build yourself, but you also take the time to build those around you. Incredible, you sold. We'll say one, one more. The, 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 the so brought down. Sorry, I should have brought this down. This is by the Slam Rebbe. So Slam Rebbe says, Rabbi say that if you notice, the Gemara gives an interesting etzah for entering into Eretz Ha'amim and ultimately, again, not contracting Tumah. What's the only way to enter into Eretz Ha'amim and not contract Tumah? In a box. So the Slam Rebbe says, you see from here, that in life, it is impossible to avoid entering into impure circumstances. Everyone does. Everyone does, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's whatever, it could be a whole bunch of different things. So Salaam says, what do you have to do? Build your box. Build your box. Make sure to set up your walls. Make sure to set up your gidaram. Life is all about setting up your protective fences. And life is about all, all about identifying you know, the lines that I'm not going to cross. What are the things I do? What are the things I don't do? Inevitably, over the course of life, everyone has to enter into Eretz Ha'amim. But if you build your box, if you build your gidarim, if you build your personal strictures and the lines you will not cross, then you will, able to be, you will be able to operate in Eretz Ha'amim without contracting the Tumah. An incredible, incredible idea. Let's go back there. We have another minute. Says the Gemara, Tana Avanon, Eved. Shehevi Gito, this is another interesting case. So I'll say, watch this. So I'll say, so now we're transitioning over here to a different case. So I'll say, so now we're going to talk about, there's a parallel case of an Eved, of an Eved who brings his document of emancipation, right? An Eved, in order to leave servitude, requires a get shikhr, a document of emancipation. We're going to see that, interestingly enough, a get shikhrer, right? And a get, like a divorce get, share many common features. So if an Evid goes ahead and brings his get, right? Evid Shevigito, and Evid brings his get, and Kasubon, it says in that get, Atzmeich, you Evid, Unechosai, and my property, Kinuyin Lecha, are acquired to you. 
Atzmokana, Nechasimokana. Ultimately, again, he acquires himself, but he does not acquire the property. We'll also take a look at Rashi. Eved Shehevi Gito. Rashi says, Mimdina Sayam, Vitzarech Lomar Befar Nechtav Kisha. So, so we're going to see, we, again, we'll get this tomorrow's daf, but Lamais, we're going to see that when an Eved brings his get shikhrer from Medina Sayam, he has to say Befar Nechtav or Befar Nechtam, which indicates that's that what we call a get shikhrer, document of emancipation, must be written Lishma. So he's bringing his get from Medina Sayam. And what happens? In the get itself, it's written, Eved, acquire yourself and acquire your property. What's the halacha? The Gemara says, Atzmokana, he acquires himself, but he has not acquired the property. And I both say, Rashi points out over here, he acquires himself because he is believed to say, but he does not acquire the property. Why doesn't he acquire the property? Because the property is now just a regular transaction and that requires regular kiyam shtaras. And he is not enough to establish regular kiyam shtaras. So it's a fascinating. For himself, he's believed. For the property, he's not believed. All right, so let's note, we're going to stop over here for today. We'll let me pick up at these two dots tomorrow. Shkoyach. Incredible. Incredible, incredible. All right, everyone, Zoom, have a great day, everyone. Good to see. What a, what a strong Eretz Yisrael contingent we have today. Mam is beautiful. Beautiful. Shiach's coming. More people on Zoom from Eretz Yisrael than from Chutzlars. All right. So I'm going to take the sign. Take the sign. There you go. Good morning. Say that again. Yeah, just the past, just the past, he's going.